0: Hey everybody, Andy Carr here, at Carr on Twitter. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, dabble a little bit on Periscope as well, once in a while, using the same handle. Um, And this is my first podcast, so um, thanks for joining, thanks for downloading. Please hit the subscribe button so you can get my future podcasts downloaded to your device automatically. And hey, I don't know, this is pretty informal and new to me. Um, I don't know if this is going to be a weekly thing or a couple times a month kind of thing, but I do know that I finally felt that this is a, this is a way I need to express myself right now. And uh, I felt that way for some time, but I, I decided this morning that uh, I was going to go to the park and uh, take a little time and kind of blow off some steam here and express myself this way. And the reason for that, is mainly, you know, sort of the final straw was a question that I got in response to a Facebook post, and I'll get into that shortly, but it's a great question. Um, The answer is an important one, and I want to do my best to respond to that here on the podcast today. Um, I want to start by saying that my plans for overall podcast would be a wide range of topics, everything from sales, business, family to politics uh, and the political climate, and that's what today is going to be about. And uh, I'll just warn right up front, if anybody wants to stop the podcast now, this is going to turn into a, r- a rant and that uh, that I voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> so um, hopefully, even if you disagree with me, we can uh, have sort of some, some thought-provoking uh, conversations and dialogue. Love to get your comments and your feedback. Uh, on social media, um, and I want to start by saying this feels incredibly nerdy um, to to decide to do a podcast. This is what my life is. Uh, I work, I run a company, I have my family, my friends, uh, two beautiful little girls, and I have to do a podcast because I got an interesting question on my Facebook. Isn't that fascinating? It seems pretty pretty nerdy to me, but here we are. So, um, I'm recording this on Saturday, November the 12th, and we're just a few days removed from probably the biggest presidential election in history, and, and definitely uh, the biggest presidential election so far in our lifetimes, but I suppose that they'll each get more and more important as time goes on and as as the world changes, but um this was uh a couple days before veterans day and i do want to i want to i want to start off by saying thank you to any anyone who has ever had the courage to serve or who serves us now and i want to remind anybody who's listening that we take that for granted that we do live in a place and time in the world where we have a choice and we made a choice this last week that choice uh, by majority was at least by majority on uh, the Electoral College was Donald J Trump Um, Hillary did win the popular vote and of course just like after there's a ton of elections that have been decided by the Electoral College where the popular vote was different but there's reasons that that electoral college is in place. It always gets called out after the election. You never hear anybody talking about it for the next four years. but um, anytime the result is not favorable and both parties are guilty, um, you know then the electoral college gets called into question and the whole process and the idea. But if you don't understand it, do do yourself a favor. kind of look it up, look up why it exists. And I think most people would agree that it's the fair and sensible way. Um, and that's why it's worked for so long. Um, anyhow, so I did vote with with the uh, the popular vote, and I gotta tell you, when I left work Tuesday night, um, I think the media and just what was going on around me had me pretty convinced that I would be on the side of history that got to complain about the result. I did not think that that Trump was going to win the election. Um, I was very surprised and I was overcome with joy as the results unfolded and to some people that's gonna that's gonna make your stomach turn a little bit to hear that. You're gonna think who is this guy uh, because people who don't like Trump really don't like Trump and I'll acknowledge he's not a likable guy so um, i wanna I wanna talk about a little bit of of the why and and what I think about. Uh, the outcome, and and just about politics and where our world's headed in general. Um, So what I want to start with is a story about that night that I drove home. Uh, My wife was in Chicago for a work trip, and we're very fortunate. We have uh, my wife's parents and my parents take care of both of our girls during the day so that we can go out and work. So our girls have never been to daycare um they they have the benefit of spending time with their grandparents who love them very much and teach them and and it's been such a blessing raising these girls and i know not everybody has that that situation we're very fortunate to have that and and have the support system that our family has but sunhee had gone out of town for an overnight work trip in chicago she had a meeting up there and um this was the the night of the election, and uh, it, I came home, and it was just going to be me and the girls. Uh, my my mother in law, you know, I let her go home, and it was uh, me and Ava, my five year old, and Annie, uh, who's six months old. And my I made a post about this on Facebook, and I'll I'll just tell you one of the questions that I got as a response is what prompted me to do this podcast because. I've sat down a few different times, you know, trying to respond to this question. And each time I I can't, I can't sort of complete a response. I either run out of time or get distracted or whatever. So I decided I'm going to go to the park Saturday morning for a little bit before work. I'm going to clear my head and I'm going to get all this off my chest and try to articulate a response to this great question that was asked of me. Um, But the post I made, I'll just, I'll just describe, give you a little backstory on it. Um, basically, I posted a little anecdote about being at home with my girls on election night and watching the election. And my five-year-old, um, you know, we're watching it on TV. She's paying attention intently. She's very interested in what's happening and, and what's going on. And, um... She proceeds to tell me, you know, Daddy, we had an election at school today, and I voted for Hillary Clinton because I wanted Hillary Clinton to win because she's a girl, and we should have a girl for president. And I said, sweetie, that's amazing. I'm so glad you got to vote. I'm so glad they told you about the election. You know, it's our responsibility when we live in America to to vote for a president and to vote for the person we think is best. So that's great, sweetie. I'm very happy. That you got to vote and uh, I thought that was kind of going to be the end she went back to uh, her homework a little bit and we we worked through some things and then uh, a couple minutes later it happened she says daddy who did you vote for in the election and I said sweetheart I voted for Donald Trump in the election and I waited and I thought she is gonna read me the riot act but she went right back to her homework she said okay Kind of kept doing her homework. Uh, the election's still on the TV. She still, you know, pauses once in a while to look up. They're starting to announce the states, and um, she she's listening and she says, "Daddy, why did you vote for Donald Trump?" And I thought about it for a minute and, you know, where I wanted to go with the conversation. And give you a little backstory. My wife and I haven't really discussed. You know what we want our five-year-old to know about the political process at this stage and what what we don't and um, so so I wanted to be respectful of that that it wasn't uh, you know it's a parenting decision we should make together and not not me just impart my political wisdom on my five-year-old so and and we haven't but I, I can tell you one thing I know that we both agree on is that we would not raise our girls to be of a political class or insist that they vote a certain way. Um, most of my family votes Democrat. My dad, who I respect and love dearly, uh, you know, tends to vote Democrat. And uh, we we talk politics once in a while, but we, we managed to get along just fine. And he didn't, there was no, there was no ugliness, you know, maybe a little teasing or hazing, but, you know, we didn't get mad at each other or, or blow up our family over politics. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's always uh, divisive. So, you know, I'm proud that we don't let that happen and we wouldn't raise our daughters to think that one political party is better than another. And frankly, just, just for the record, um, I don't feel that way. I don't, I don't feel necessarily that, you know, the the right is always right or the left is always wrong or in anything. Um, what we would raise our daughters to do is, is be critical thinkers and, you know, hopefully assess all of the facts with with anything, with a presidential candidate, with who's in their life, um, you know, and who they choose to be friends with. You know, they, sh- they should judge and make those decisions based on all the facts that they can gather and, and make the best decisions that they can, and, and just be good, critical thinkers. That's what we want our... Want to raise our kids to do, um, even if that means that that their beliefs, you know, are, are different than ours. You know, I would feel no different if if uh, if Ava was you know 23 years old and and voting a Democrat as long as, you know, she felt good about her position. You know, that's okay. So, getting back to the story, and how I handled at that moment, I I simply said, you know, she she asked why. Why do you? Why did you vote for Donald Trump, Daddy? And I said, Well, I said uh, when when you're voting for a president, you have to take all the facts involved and choose the person that you think is best for your family and for the way you want the world to be. And you got to make the best decision you can. You gotta and you gotta make the decision based on what you think is in a person's heart. You know and. That's kind of how I left it, and you know we watched for a little bit, we were wrapping things up, I fed Annie, we were taking Annie up to bed, and as we walked up the stairs, she said, "Daddy, if you think Donald Trump's the best for families, then I hope he wins the big election and i said oh that's that's nice of you, sweetie, but we'll you know we'll see how it turns out and that was it we all uh well, the girls went to bed, I stayed up all night, I slept uh probably about an hour that night um Was at work the next morning on time. Ran my sales meeting. uh, Got through the day. I had a little three o'clock crash that day, but uh, it wasn't worth a darn after about three. But um, I did. I did make it in, and I was, as I said earlier, I was. I was happy with the results and and all those types of things. So that that post went up. You know, I had a picture of after Ava fell asleep. You know, me awake at three thirty waiting for uh, Donald Trump to speak, you know, with, with Ava asleep on my shoulder. Um, and, you know, I thought it was a cute picture. So I posted that along with, you know, some commentary about, you know, not really liking how the political process divides everybody and, and, and also, you know, how inspired I was by, by what was happening, um, and, and how surprised I was. And I got a few, you know, I'm sure some people read through it because, you know the the obvious fact is most of my friends are liberal and and most of my relatives are liberal and uh i'm sure some people scroll through those kind of things and read them and you know oh this guy's a jerk he's teaching his daughter to vote for trump you know and and whatever uh whatever judgments that they make in haste but um i did get some nice some nice comments and, you know, some likes and all that good stuff too, probably because the picture was cute. And I also noticed that uh I have a little thing that runs on my on my Twitter account that tells me, you know, who's who's followed me and who's deleted me. And I, I got a couple of uh I got a couple of deletes. Some some people deleted me on Facebook over that post. Um and I was a little surprised by that. I didn't I didn't think it was offensive, but I think that night you had people just deleting anybody who disagreed with them, or uh, it, it was a bad two days on on Facebook in general. It got really ugly, but I, I did lose a couple friends I think over that post, and uh, you know, and, and I won't get into who or or anything. But I was I was a little surprised um, by that. But anyhow, uh, one thing that happened with that post was I got a question, and the question came from my good buddy. Mike Otto and Mike, I hope you're listening and not uh not bored to tears at this point. I'm going to do my best to try to try to handle it um, and And back to the original post, I made a comment in there that I was worried that if if Ava knew that I voted for Donald Trump that she probably had heard some negative things at school about Donald Trump. not everybody likes him. He's a polarizing figure. And you know people you know kids know what's up man they know they hear their parents talking, and I'm sure there's a parent or two at my kids' school that said some not so nice stuff about Trump in front of their kids that makes its way into the classroom, and then all of a sudden uh, I've got my five year old telling me that I'm a racist and a bigot and uh, xenophobe and whatever, but it, that didn't happen she didn't she didn't say any of those things, and I was very surprised that a, you know, here we are, you know, a five-year-old, um, you know, and, and maybe she did hear it and didn't repeat it, but, you know, if a five-year-old can can cannot pass judgment, yet, you know, we as adults are, are judging each other for our, you know, political affiliations. I, I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. So, um, anyhow. So she didn't she didn't mention any of those things or, or say anything bad about Donald Trump. She just kind of let me off the hook. But the question that Mike Otto, my good friend, Mike Otto, who I sold cars with years ago, um, good guy. And Mike, if you, if you are listening, I want to thank you for for not taking a jab at me with that question. I mean, it it could have been phrased so many different ways, you know, and 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 you know turned into a derogatory thing, but. You asked a genuine question that, you know, as a dad, and I know you've got you've got a newborn little girl at home, and and you're you're asking yourself the same same sort of questions that that I did, and uh, you know, this question really kind of hit me. Mike Mike asked me. He said, you know, so it sounds like you you were worried about her picking something up at school about Donald Trump and hearing that he's bad and, and stuff like that. And, you know, and thank God that she didn't. But what are you going to do when she does? What are you going to do when she finds out the things that Donald Trump has said and done and that he still, in spite of those things, you know, sort of rose to the top, you know? And like I said, I've sat down a few times and attempted to craft a response to this, um you know, you know, type something out and I keep getting cut off or whatever. So here we are, we're doing a podcast and I'm going to talk about, you know, my feelings on, on some of those things. So, um, so, so thanks for the question, Mike, and it's a big one and it, 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 there's a lot of different, you know, facets to it and things that I think are important to say. And I'll try to, I'll try to get through it the best I can and then I'll try to drive, Drive everything home so that you can kind of see where I'm coming from. But um, man, I want to start by telling you, and anybody who's listening, that I I consider myself a financial conservative and more of a social liberal. You know, I think, and I think most people know that. Um, at the very core of who I am, you know, if you take away the last, you know, ten years of my life. You know, since I became a family guy, I am a punk rock musician, drummer, um, and and that's my essence. That's my spirit. That's who I am. That's not going to change. But I always tell people, you become conservative or you become more conservative when the day comes that you have something worth protecting. And for me, that was the day my daughter was born. You know, I started to go there after I got married a little bit, and and you start to, you know, you're you're trying to you're trying to create a home, you're trying to, you know, build a life together. But the day that Ava was born, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Uh, that that my purpose is to protect this this person, and to leave something behind for this person, and to create a world for this person. And that's what kind of caused me to start questioning my politics and my beliefs and the way I see the world and and this is where I am man and it's I'm not saying that if you're a liberal still even after becoming a dad that it's bad. I'm just saying that it really changed me and that it really had an impact on on how I see things and 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 you know that's that's for starters and and I also happen to think by the way that uh somebody commented that you know now that Donald Trump is president at least punk rock will get good again this might be a discussion for another podcast but i actually think that the republican party is is the new punk rock i, I don't think it's more punk rock to be a liberal uh or a democrat in in going into 2017 i think i think the tables have turned <laughs> i think i think the republican party is punk rock so i think conservative people are are punk rock um you know they they may they may not know it but i definitely think in the spirit of rock you know that that conservatism is is more punk rock i'll just say that so back to the question you know what are you going to tell uh, you know how are you going to explain it when she does find out you know what what does that conversation go like when she's a little older and she understands that that you voted for a guy who said and did all this stuff right So, not an easy question, because let's face it, let's just get it out there. A couple things. Donald Trump is not a likable person. I'll I'll start there. He's not. You can decide if that's important to you in a presidential candidate or not. For me, it's not. I don't need to like my president. Um, And, you know, the the other part of that is he has said and done some incredibly stupid and offensive things. But again... I would I would challenge that and and I'll kind of pick them off one by one you know at least the big ones that I know about and and I appreciate commentary if if people want to kind of wake me up to more facts or things that that you think should change my mind or or, or sway my opinion by all means um you know you, that feedback is welcome and encouraged on on my Twitter or or anywhere else um so I'll start with, with the obvious, okay? Donald Trump, you know, 18 months ago, rides down the escalator at the Trump Tower, you know, and, and touches down and announces his candidacy for president. And goes on, I think that same day, correct me if I'm wrong, to talk about, make, to make the comments that kind of started spiraling this whole thing with liberals uh, about Mexico sending its worst into our country. Um, you know, Mexico sends its rapists, its you know criminals, its drug lords, um, and I think in that same at that same time, he made some sort of comment about banning people from the country. You know, from banning Muslims from en- entering into the country. Okay, so take those two things um, at, at sort of at face value. It was it was kind of stupid how he said it. He could have approached. Uh, immigration a million different ways. He could have t- talked about overpopulation. He could have been more politically correct. Um, what he did do was use comments that I, I think were divisive, but he was also trying to get attention and he succeeded in getting attention. And Attention precedes criticism, precedes hate, precedes admiration for, for winning. So, you know, He got everybody's attention with that. It was it was wrong, I think. I think the comments were wrong. But I think you you know, you you going back to to a little earlier, you judge a a person or a presidential candidate by your best assessment of what's in their heart, okay? And you can either replay those comments over and over again on social media or uh, you know, CNN or, or whoever's trying to use it to, to be divisive and push their agenda. Or you can look at the full contents of the human being, okay? And, and I'll, I'll revert back to this, but I'll just say to the issues, um, you know, immigration, which is, which is what the guy's trying to address and, and in my opinion, you know, could have been more tactful and still got people's attention you know and, and you know but but on the issue itself i agree okay and let's let's talk about what he what he said after that which is he went on in his campaign and what the media didn't replay a thousand times is that he was against illegal immigration and that he was in favor of reform for the immigration laws and at the very core of that is he wants to make it easier for people to migrate to the country legally. um, And he, and he wants to to have more, you know, sort of checks and balances and, and methods in place to protect the country. And that he wants to make it tougher to illegally migrate to the U S. So I would, I would just ask you if you're opposed to that, if you're opposed to that, that thought process, not what he said, but what his stance was on the issue, if you're opposed to his position on the issue, then you're in favor of anarchy and in favor of you know breaking the law. I'm not. I do agree. Um, I don't think the wall is such a bad idea, on that, and I may get to that. I agree that without borders, we have no country. I agree that... Um, we're overpopulated if you do a little research into the the population there's there's an absolute epidemic with 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 just the legal uh population being on the rise and you know let's face it you and you know the, the your family can't live the li- the life they want to live right now because the opportunity you, you know it, it it's it gets tougher and tougher to make ends meet just imagine you know three times as many people in the country you know how how much everybody's scrambling in to make a buck and get by and and take care of their family so um, so so that's that's kind of how I'll strike down the 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 comments you know that that are made about immigrants. I'll agree that they're inappropriate, but again, I would ask if I was having a a conversation with my daughter. I would ask her not just to assess the ignorant things that he said on the podium. Um, I would ask her to assess the candidate's position, his full actions, and, and your best assessment of what's in his heart, his or her heart, as the case may be. Okay? Um, and then let's let's talk about... Some of the other nasty stuff he said, let's just throw it all out there, right? Because I got two little girls. Mike, you've got a little girl. And he has said some nasty things about women. Again, okay. So, you know, you go back to before he was a presidential candidate, you know, his feud with Rosie O'Donnell. um, You know, inappropriate comments on the Howard Stern show. All the way up to this deal of this... Recording on the bus, and all the way up to the allegations of uh, sexual assault, and even there's there's this rape charge looming out there now. So let's kind of let's kind of go through those things and and talk about them a little bit, okay? So again, all inappropriate, you know. But I would ask you, you know, when we go when we go to the commentary. That was recorded on the bus, okay? Think about your family. Think about your friends and those closest to you. And if they were to interview for a job, okay, whatever job it is, would they survive the scrutiny of being judged for that position based on a recording? of a private conversation that, that happened. And I, and I would say probably not in a lot of cases that, that our friends and our families, as good a people as they are, are not going to stand up to that kind of scrutiny. You know, having a live mic record a conversation between you and another person, a private conversation between you and another person, um, you know, you're, you're not going to stand up to that kind of scrutiny. And I would challenge again... You know, imagine this. This is a new media we're dealing with. You know, with with the rise of social media, and the the flow of information through the national media. Take your favorite your favorite president, your favorite presidential candidate. You know, insert name here. Would they have survived uh, a the scrutiny of a of a live microphone? On a, on a private conversation. And I would say probably not because people say things in private that they're not going to say on a job interview or on a podium or what have you. Now, um, the comments that were made, you know, I've, I've heard people, I've heard people sort of, um, and, and it tends to come from the left, you know, in my opinion, over exaggerate, you know, that, that he's describing sexual assault. I mean, come on. I'm I'm sorry, but we've all got a friend or an uncle, (laughs) crazy uncle, or or ourselves. I mean, like, I know it's it's, it's not acceptable to write it off as locker room talk and say that it's appropriate. Um, We may have a bigger issue as a country, but I'm just telling you, I mean – even in business, you know, you're, you can you can be a party to conversations like that real quick, and it's not appropriate, it's not right, but I just think, you know, we're, we're trying to vilify Donald Trump and make him ugly and make him less likable, and I don't think, it's not that I don't think the guy did anything wrong, I just don't think he did anything different, and I think that the liberals and the liberal media want to hold Donald Trump to a standard that they wouldn't hold their closest friends or relatives to. And I think that's, I think that's mildly unfair. Do I think he's describing something that he's actually, actually does? No, I think he's bragging and I, and I think he's trying to be humorous and sure it's distasteful and and all that stuff. But um, again, I think you judge a guy based on, or or any person based on your best assessment of what's in the person's heart. Okay. So the last thing was the the gesture, you know, and there's plenty more. Don't get me wrong. People people took issue with everything this guy did, but there was the the video that got replayed. It, it's it's posted on social media all the time, and, and it's in a loop where he does the. The hand gesture of the disabled guy incredibly offensive um, no justifying it you, you know he i don't I don't know what that was I don't know if he you know if he was trying to be funny or if it was more an insult of the person's position or their intelligence and just his way of of mocking them here's the thing, right. Throw all this in a big wad of stupidity, and it is. I mean, the stuff he said and did was was ignorant, and there's no defending it. But here's the thing, right? The guy is 70 years old, okay? Do I think that at 70 years old that that's what's in this man's heart? Do I believe at 70 years old with employing 30,000 people, the things he's done for people, 30 plus years of running beauty pageants, being around beautiful women, um, never having an issue. I find it a little suspect that all this stuff comes to light three weeks before the election. Do I think that in this man's heart he hates Hispanics, he hates Muslim people, he hates women, he hates handicapped people. Based on those those things and those remarks, I didn't say the remarks are are not inappropriate, but they're remarks, and this guy is uh, he runs a company, so he's used to kind of you know, he, and, and here I'm not I'm not comparing myself to Donald Trump, but when you run a business, you you have to be kind of forceful and blunt sometimes. To, to sort of push progress and make things happen, you know and and he's definitely used to that. He's used to um, you know when when you employ thirty thousand people and you have that much stuff going on, he is used to you know having to kind of sometimes push people a little bit I'm sorry, but it's it's just a fact of life so you know i I think he's extremely blunt sometimes. And he's not the eloquent speaker that that Obama is, but I don't think it makes what's in his heart any better or worse and there's certainly uh there's footage out there of of Obama doing inappropriate stuff and saying inappropriate things too, but that all came long after he was in office so uh, the thing is Mike you know back to your question. I would I would ask my daughters to assess everything, assess what the man has done. He's 70 years old. Assess the businesses that he's built, the things he's done for charities, the things that he's done for people. Um, is he going to ruffle some feathers along the way doing all that with everything he's accomplished? Sure he is. Is he going to have people come out of the woodworks uh, suing him for different things, demanding money, trying to shake him down, saying he did inappropriate things? Sure he is. Um I see that just just in the minuscule little vision that I have into business that there's always somebody with with their hand out or looking to take advantage of a situation to to uh you know to, to take money from your company or, or whatever the case is. It's it's out there. What I would ask is that that my daughters assess all the facts, not just the, the little sensational remarks that make good news blips and get repeated all over the media, uh, particularly a media that's trying to make somebody look bad. Um, But to, to learn as much as you can about the candidate, assess their life's work. And, And what I would say is when you look at Donald Trump's life work, that's the real story of Donald Trump. I think that that's, that's my opinion is that, this is a guy who's, who's built companies, who's donated to charities, who's paid off people's mortgages, who's done a lot of good. He's been very successful, and I believe him when he says, you know, the, other, the, the comment that didn't get replayed was there was, a, there was a press conference right after he made this announcement, and he spoke, and, and someone asked him why he wanted to, run, to run, run for president, and he said, you know, I've been, in the, I've been here, I'm 70 years old, I've been I'm extremely wealthy, I've been extremely successful and I want to give back. This this country has done so much for me and it's the land of opportunity and and I want to give back. And I believe that. I think he's he's upward in years and I think he looks and sees a broken country or many things broken and a lot of potential. And Donald Trump is a good a good man. I think he's a builder. I think he's um, good at leveraging people I don't think you'll see a president that you know is this dictator that tries to control everything I think you'll see him empower people who are good at certain things and get out of the way and let them do what they do to turn things around and, and sure it'll all it'll it'll all be under his vision but I think that's what you'll see is is uh the economy will grow the the country will prosper and then we can take care of people then we can then we can do the things that our country, that, that make our country great, you know, and, and taking care of our people and, and taking care of others as well. So that's that's how I'd respond to that question, Mike. And, and last last thing I would say to them, and I, and I would just tell them that this is my opinion, you know, when, when you know, if they find out, they came to me and said, hey, I heard Donald Trump this and that. I would tell them, you know, look at those things, but make sure you also look at the entire story of Donald Trump The man's 70 years old. He's done some things. Look at his entire story. Make your best judgment about what you think is in that individual's heart. And then cast your vote. And I would just challenge you to do the same with the other candidate. And, I mean, the election's over, so I don't have to campaign for Donald Trump. He's already won. But the, the, the candidate Hillary who ran against him... I think it's a very different story. What's in her heart, you know, what what her mission was, um, and and what the mission of the Clinton family is, and and their their Clinton Foundation. You know, I think it's a I think it's a different a different story as far as what what they're after. You know, they're 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 politicians. Trump is a true outsider. <clears throat> and he's not he's not in it for political power. He may be in it for his legacy. He may want to leave a mark on the country and on the planet and and make you know, create a lasting impression that that will help his family succeed and all that kind of stuff, but he's not there for political gain. And and or or for power or for fame. He's he's already got fame. I mean, he's he, he's not there for those reasons, I don't think. So Lastly, what I would say, and you know, I, I, w- I would tell my daughters this is my opinion, but I think the Donald Trump story is a great American success story. Here's a guy, 70 years old. I keep saying that, but it's remarkable. He's 70 years old. He's campaigning tirelessly, visiting six cities a day to spread his message, to close the public, to sell the public on his vision for America. He has no political experience. He has a media that's mostly against him. And, and even those who are, are for him are, are telling him to be cautious and, you know, maybe this isn't a good idea. If he had listened to the people around him, he probably would have never went down the escalator that day and announced his candidacy. But here he is now going to be taking office in January. He relied only on his own self-belief and his native instincts, and he defied the odds and became the leader of the free world, okay? That's the Donald Trump that I see. And it's inspiring to me and to my girls. I think it says anything's possible. And I want to close this podcast.
1: Man, I've gone on a
0: rant here. I'm I'm freaking, uh, you know... 40 minutes into this thing. But I want to close it by saying that I think the days of polished presidential candidates or polished politicians are over. Not because the politicians have changed, but because the media has changed, because social media has changed, because we know more about our candidates than ever before. So I think that you're, you're going to be voting for people now who you know? And back to my point, you know, what if what if there was a live mic on Thomas Jefferson, or Kennedy, or Abe Lincoln, or anybody? I mean, you think their private conversations would really be something that sat well with all their supporters? Do you think it would have made fodder for the the people against them to expose them and make them look bad? Sure, it would. And I and I think that the the elections that our our children see they're gonna to have to be able to discern more information and again look at the entire content of the person the best they can make their best assessment about what's in the person's heart it's not going to be so easy to see it's not so cut and dry like it like it has been in the past uh, because they're people they're not perfect they make mistakes and they and they say silly things so that's all. That's my response, Mike. I hope uh I hope I answered your question. And I'm gonna go ahead and close this thing out now. And I hope that anybody who's listening will subscribe. Uh I feel better getting all this off my chest. And until next time, you know follow me on Twitter at getandycar, Facebook, Periscope, Instagram, all that jazz. And we'll be in touch soon. Please make sure to subscribe for future podcasts. Have a great week.